We'd like to welcome you to this breaking update. (laughs) (laughs) This is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Welcome. (laughs) So what was that bum bum stuff that Lindsay was talking about? Uh bum bum cream it's like a thing you put on your butt and it tightens your skin uh (laughs) sephora gave out like samples for your birthday i think a couple years ago oh nice and we both got some she used most of mine but (laughs) that was got a nice booty then (laughs) that was after i had thought that it was face cream and I put it on my face <laughs> and then it was like tingling and I didn't like the feeling. And I came out of the bathroom and I told Lindsay, I was like, I don't think that bum bum cream like really makes my face feel that good. <laughs> what part of bum bum did you, did you not read? Well, you know, all of you it. made yourself a butt face. <laughs> I'm just used to them giving me stuff to put on my face. So where I put it. Well, you'll have a nice firm face. <laughs> it's very lifted. <laughs> very sculpted. No cellulite on that face. No, none. 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 No. Uh yeah. So I learned to put it elsewhere. You don't have to put it on your bum bum. That's just where it recommends it. I mean, the name says it all. Yeah. <laughs> there was something I was going to say, and then it just went. Ooh. You ever just like watched a thought float away from you? Yeah, like, I actually, that's kind of literally what it's like. <laughs> You're like grasping at the edge of a sentence. It's, all, it's in the it's atmosphere gone. now. Oh, well, it was nice to know you. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to us from the Irish. <laughs> this one, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Do we have ads now? <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by the Irish. They have leprechauns and buckets of gold. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so this one was a lot easier to research than Pinky Pinky. Uh, the Irish freaking love their legends and want the world to know about them. This one is called, first of all, I'm going to tell you the spelling. It's okay. <laughs> D-O-B-H-A-R-C-H-U. And the U has one of those fancy swooshes above it. I don't know what they're called. It's not umlauts because I know those are the dots. <laughs> I don't know what any of those are. I don't know. <laughs> am i even close so i watched a video on youtube which i will talk about a lot uh and how they were saying it was like dovarku but dovarku sounded less french when they said it probably because they were irish (laughs) (laughs) but when you look up the translation on google it says do war coup and so I'm guessing it's one of those times when a W is pronounced as a V. So Dovarku. Like yeah. All right. 
So you got any idea what it might be? Absolutely none. You stumped me. (laughs) Well, you remember when you did the Kushtaka and I was so in love with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The huge otter man is like probably my favorite thing we've done. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I listen to it, and I've listened to it a lot because of (laughs) editing. (laughs) I was going to say, you edit the episode, so you have to. (laughs) But every time I hear myself say the little baby otter in a German accent, it cracks (laughs) my shit up because it was not something I thought was going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) So it's like I'm listening to someone else say it. So uh, anywho. So because of my love for the Kushtaka, when I saw this guy on a list of cryptids, I had to do it. So it is a cryptid from Ireland. Uh, Its name translates to water hound or hound of the deep. It is said to be Hmm. a seven foot long cross between an otter and a hound. (laughs) Oh, yay, more otters. It's a a dog otter. It's a daughter. A daughter. (laughs) A doctor. Uh, It does have a couple other nicknames. The Irish crocodile because of its size. And the sea dog because every mean thing needs a cutesy nickname. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, It... If that wasn't cute enough for you, uh, it has also been said that it looks like the water type Pokemon Vaporeon, (laughs) (laughs) which is like freaking adorable. Yeah. Okay. That's why you said that one. There's a (laughs) Pokemon reference. Yeah. Always got to love a Pokemon. Exactly. Had to put that in there for you. That is very exciting. And now I have a much better image of what it looks like. Yeah, until I show you pictures. <laughs> and it doesn't look like... Yeah. Why did they say it looks I, like Vaporeon? I don't know. It's trying to be all cutesy, I guess. Uh, so before I say the next sentence, have you seen videos of Irish people pronouncing like names and stuff that they have? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, when they do that, it looks one way, Mm -hmm. but they say it a totally different way. Yes. Like, dog is vase or something like that. (laughs) Like, so opposite. (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to butcher this. Or at least least one. So. We're here to support you. (laughs) The Dover Coup is thought to mostly be in Northwest Ireland, places like Glenade, Strines Lock, that's, that's probably the, the, the bad one, <laughs> and Omi Lake. I know that one because they said it a million times in the documentary. Okay. Uh, those places are said to have small populations. However, there's no exact location to find one because they're a migratory animal. Uh, It Hmm. can travel great distances on land or in water, and it is said to be incredibly fast. Ooh. 
the sea dog is extremely aggressive. Oh. Carnivorous. Oh. And will follow prey all the way out of the water and across the oh, land. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you were cute. See you later. Uh, the Dovarku finds a mate and makes a really strong connection with them. Uh, if one of the pair is in an altercation, it will usually release a high-pitched whistle or squeal to warn its mate that it's about to die. <gasps> this summons the mate to come and chase down the attacker. They are very relentless and won't give up until either they've been killed or they've killed and devoured the attacker. Ooh. Later, it's I have a, a true great love story about story. this. so romantic so cute (laughs) and like they're feisty lovers very feisty (laughs) uh so you've heard of the scottish cryptid the loch ness monster never 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 ever this is not gonna make (laughs) any sense to you then damn it uh aka nessie of course uh, there is a theory to whatever type of creature Nessie is that the Dovarku is like a baby or a teenager of it. Um, huh? Okay, so I looks picture, nothing alike, right? Yeah, I picture <laughs> Nessie like a serpentine, same animal thing, and the the Dovarku fluffy, <laughs> <laughs> or at least some sort of fur. But I don't know. I'd think of it as like larva and a fly. (laughs) Except in reverse. It loses all of its hair and grows a really long neck. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I don't see the linkage, (laughs) but. um... Well, uh, they get this theory based on the first official Nessie sighting in the 7th century by an Irish missionary, St. Columba. Columba. (laughs) The article I read stated, Columba was also the first to challenge and overcome the Loch Ness Monster by using his spiritual powers Columba miraculously saved a man from being devoured by the monster. This Mm. story leads to another myth that Nessie's offspring came to the lakes of Ireland to avenge St. Columba's actions. So from what I gather, they think the Dovercu is a baby Nessie because they both seek to avenge fallen family members. (laughs) And they would seem to be very sentient beings then yeah, super smart if they have a sense of you know revenge yeah uh hmm. and they will even come after you in a whole other country yeah that is like very very big brained yeah creature <laughs> but i mean unless they just have an impeccable sense of smell i don't understand how they were like he's irish it's irish (laughs) we're going to ireland so there's a documentary i watched on youtube that is called beast of northern ireland what is the doverku uh which is where i'm getting my pronunciation from it was super interesting 
and I'm very sorry, Sam, but I really want to be the best friend of Ronan Coughlin. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, we could be like three amigos or something. <laughs> no. But- <laughs> Um, i don't want to be a third wheel (laughs) he is a cryptozoologist that and he like believes so much in this creature that it's actually heartbreaking that he hasn't met one yet (laughs) oh that kind of sounds like katie elizabeth (laughs) a little bit (laughs) um but i'll get to him shortly but i will be quoting him a lot okay because okay. he's hilarious to me. Um, so the first half of the documentary kind of just goes over some eyewitness accounts. Uh, I put all of them in here, but I added a couple extra that I read in another article just to add some spice. Spice. Yeah. <laughs> Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> uh, no. I don't think you want a Coke. No, I want a DP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Dirty minds out there. Excuse me, ass to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just broke the sound on our microphone. So that... <laughs> Sorry if I just screamed in your guys' ears. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, the first published sighting of the Dovar was in 1684 by Roderick O'Flaherty in a description of West Connaught. <laughs> I think yeah. that might be it. Uh, where he described a scene he had witnessed between a person he knew, referred to as the Traveler, and a Dovarku. The traveler was attacked by a Dovarku and was being pulled towards the water's edge when he had a bit of a think, as Ronan put it, (laughs) and remembered he had a knife in his pocket. No shit. (laughs) He took the knife out, stabbed the Dovarku in the head, got free, and the Dovarku ran to the water. And that was it. Oh. The whole thing. How do you forget you have a knife in your pocket? I need to know. I don't know. You know, adrenaline, maybe. Yeah, I guess. You stabbed <laughs> the poor thing in the head. Yep. Now. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> then on September 22nd, n- not 19, 1722, Damn. <laughs> probably the most famous story about the Dover coup happened. Uh, Grace Connolly. Which, depending on what you look at, her last name changes, but I think it's just still Connolly. It's just the Irish way of spelling it. Okay. <laughs> so there's like a G in there and an M and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Grace went down to do her and her husband's laundry in Glenade Lake. Uh, some time passes and her husband Terrence started getting worried uh, he was like, what's taking her so long? When he gets to the lake, he oh, finds shit. his wife. <laughs> and as Ronan so gently put it, her insides were outside and the Dover coup was tucking into them. I think that means taking a nap in the carnage. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know what tucking Ew. into them is. The first time he said it, I was like, like it was trying to get in her body. Uh, but then I saw something else that said that he found it taking a nap on her. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. So wait, was she dead? I would say so since her insides were outside. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about <laughs> that part. <laughs> I just, for a second, I just thought of a Vaporeon sleeping on somebody who was Aww. like napping with it. And I was oh, like, how cute, so but then I forgot the inside out part. Okay. <laughs> He's closed. So Terrence attacked and killed the creature. And just before it died, it let out a loud shriek that summoned its mate. The, oh, shit. <laughs> the mate immediately attacked Terrence, uh, but he was able to flee on horseback. However, the Dover they, coup, Did he just have a saddled horse? Well, I take it he uh, went down to the lake to check on his wife oh. on the horse. That's how I'm oh. taking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so the Dover coup was able to keep pace. And eventually, Terrence stopped at a blacksmith to reshoe his horse. I don't. Why would you stop? <laughs> I don't know. I guess he had been traveling for a really long time and was like really pushing the horse. Not I don't... To, to interject here, but did you know that horses can run up to 30 miles per hour? I had to look it up for my book. <laughs> So I know. And they can only maintain it for about two miles. They can gallop for about two miles. Well, then they were past their two mile mark and his horse was getting very tired. Uh, I don't, (laughs) I might have misread when I said reshoe. It might have been some other horse lingo, but I just immediately took it as reshoeing the horse. And I might be lying about two miles, but that's what Google told me. (laughs) well also thanks to your book i learned that horses can sweat so that's fascinating (laughs) i'm not writing a book about horses everybody yes she is it's called my little pony's extra (laughs) awesome adventure (laughs) yes and there's momo's gonna be in it (laughs) anyway slap happy uh The blacksmith apparently knew all about the creatures and gave Terrence a sword. He told him when the creature charges, he'll put his head right through the horse. As soon as he does this, you be quick and cut his head off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's going to. So is it like there's a target? Like he's just like, bam, bitch, I'm going right. Your motherfucking horse. I don't know, but it sounds horrifying. It sounds like the horse has a target on it. And for whatever reason, these Dover coos or whatever just really want (laughs) to slam their heads through them. I guess. That's horrible. I just don't see how that's possible. (laughs) Like, you gotta be going fast or have a really hard head, which I don't think otters do. No, and that's just really mean. I wouldn't even take my horse over there. (laughs) Well, he didn't have to take him over there because this all went down right next to the blacksmith's shop. Jesus. (laughs) So Terrence didn't have much time. 
But yeah, he didn't even have time to get off his horse. Wow. Uh, so all of that happened. <laughs> and the horse or the Dover coup went right through the horse. And as soon as he does, uh, Terrence stabbed the Dover coup through the head. So that was that. Wow. <laughs> Terrence went on to live a great life and slaughtered. Yeah, his wife's dead. Yeah. Um, so Grace and her husband are both buried in Cornwall Cemetery, which isn't too far from Glenade Lake. Uh, Grace's tombstone has what looks like a half hound, half otter creature being stabbed in the neck. And her husband's has him riding on a horseback with a dagger in hand. That's actually really interesting. Exactly. Uh, I'll say something about that in a second. Um, <laughs> but, oh yeah, before I say that, the Dovarku and the horse are said to be buried fairly close to the town that the blacksmith was in. Mm. Why no one has excavated the Dover Coos remains, I don't know. Then again, it but was like three centuries ago. So I was going to say, <laughs> be do like, they know exactly where owned? or I don't know. has it just been said? I don't know. It didn't really say, but I mean, I would be searching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess same. If you knew that there was proof somewhere out there that this thing was real, if you really, really cared about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say when I was messaging you and <laughs> I told you that I was reading an article and got to the end and my mind was blown. Yes. It, it was this story. Oh. Uh, my dumbass somehow skipped like four paragraphs about the actual story. <laughs> so I get to the end without knowing what actually happened and i'm like oh gosh holy shit there's one buried somewhere and there and it's on a lady's headstone and holy crap and then i went back to get some extra notes and i actually saw the full story there and i read it and then i just wasn't as amazed as i was before oh <laughs> i mean it's so pretty cool it's really cool that it's like on her headstone and stuff yeah, but I don't know. For some reason, it just amazed the shit out of me when I didn't know the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a photographer that did like a little shoot of Glenade Lake and the cemetery. Uh, so there's pictures of the stones and everything. And if you can read it, it's in like Celtic or something. I don't know. Uh, I will have those in the show notes, the link to the website, because it is pretty cool seeing the little carved dude on there. Mm -hmm. But you really got to look because it's like down on all fours, but it obviously is like in the process of dying or falling or something. And its head is flung backwards. And then the hand is stabbing it oh. in the neck. So it kind of has like a, what is that dog that you like so much? Not a corgi. I was like a greyhound. <laughs> greyhound. It has like a greyhound head. 
Oh, that's okay. like flung backward. I don't know. It's very weird. Okay. We'll have that. Maybe that's why they think it's Loch Ness monster's child because not that greyhounds in any way resemble a serpent, but they do have like a long pointy snout. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, was just a... I think that part is bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, so this one is very short. In 1896, a Miss Walkington wrote to the Journal of Royal Society and Antiquaries of Ireland. I cannot say that word. Antiquities? Nope. It is A-N-T-I-Q-U-A-R-I-E-S. <laughs> so what she said of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so she wrote to that place (laughs) stating that she had encountered a half wolf dog, half fish. A few months later, she got a response from a Mr. H. Chichester Hart telling her about Dovar. Yeah, Chichester. Chichester. (laughs) C-H-I-C-H-E-S-T-E-R. Chichester. (laughs) Mr. Chichester Hart. <laughs> Chichester. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, telling her about the Dovarku rumors and referred to it as the king of the lakes or the father of the otters. Uh, then there wasn't any story I came across from the 20th century. Uh <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's something out there. Just I didn't see any. So wait, he's saying that it's the Dover who are the father of otters. Yeah. So he just threw out a couple more nicknames. I was going to say, would that mean that their mama is a bitch? (laughs) Yes. Yep. (laughs) The father of all otters. And then the <laughs> mother is the bitch. And that's how you got the sea hound. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, some people think that it has gone extinct. That's why there that was one explanation of why there weren't any stories in the 20th century. Oh, OK. However, in 2003... Sean Corcoran and his wife went on a little camping trip on Omi Island. Don't do that. I'm just saying already. (laughs) They shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Not you. You you continue doing. Oh, okay. I'll continue. (laughs) But they shouldn't go on the camping trip. Yeah, they should not. Okay, Okay, I got it. Uh, In the middle of Omi Island is a lake called Omi Lake. Um, Wow. (laughs) They parked close to the lake. They had a great night and then they went to bed. They were awoken around two in the morning to a loud splashing noise. As they put it, they were feeling a bit mischievous. So they got (laughs) up, grabbed a headlamp and went over to the water. 
they spotted a large dark creature with orange flippers. Wow, they, that's new. Yep. They said it flung its head around at them and kind of snarled, then swam the entire span of the lake in what seemed like seconds, uh, leapt on a boulder, and then disappeared. I just... <laughs> you know, you picture... I'm crying again. <laughs> uh, you picture, like, in the 70s or the 80s or whatever, like, the drama girls with their, like, hair <laughs> Yes. I just imagine that's what he was doing, like, hold my hair back and went... <laughs> <laughs> he's like hold my earrings hold my shoes I'm coming to fucking eat your ass <laughs> luckily they did not get eaten so Good. yeah I'm so glad uh, the next day still shocked at their interaction they went to a local pub for some breakfast it was named Sweeney's in case you needed to know Aww, Sweeney Todd yeah just wrong country um <laughs> oh yeah i guess that's true and i guess you wouldn't want to really eat there <laughs> no <laughs> unless you like humans <laughs> uh while they were in there in there they decided to ask somebody about what they had seen they said the entire pub went quiet so like one of those movie moments Ooh. uh then someone ended up telling them about the legend since then, they have been featured in articles, shows, podcasts, all discussing the sea dog. Ronan says that because the conditions were right and because he is an artist with an eye for detail, that Sean is a reliable witness. I uh, no, that does not make you a reliable witness. In I'm fact... not sure that's why I'd believe him either. <laughs> no, I feel like that means you could probably spin a tail. Uh, I lean more towards that they honestly seem like they had not heard of it before. Uh, you know, like it's one of those things if like a Bigfoot enthusiast goes out mm-hmm. into the woods uh, and miraculously has a sighting versus someone who's never heard of a big fuzzy ape man coming back with a description of a big fuzzy ape man. So... That's how I feel, is that if they honestly no, didn't know, then that's awesome. But they could have known. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you. That's to me, that's more like like Lindsay's story with the puck wedgie. Yeah. To me, that is more believable. Um believable yeah. that she'd never even heard of a puck wedgie before, but could literally everything <laughs> about it match. So and yeah. draw a little picture. Which yeah, we I never found. Uh, so Sean Corcoran, being the artist he is, he does have some images that he has recreated. Uh, there's even one where the uh, sea dog's thrown its head back. <laughs> so I will make Drama. sure to post that one. Thank you. <laughs> um, so those are some of the more notable sightings. The more eventful ones, I guess. Um, there was a bit more to the documentary after it got through those. 
before we get to more Ronin, though, <laughs> uh, there was another journalist uh, named Sean Dunphy. He said the Doverku is originally from the oceanic cycle of Celtic mythology set around the time of Christ. It describes a time when gods and man were fighting during, Uh yeah, during these times, uh, it's mentioned of a king of otters who had a white cross on his chest, you know, because that's something that happens naturally (laughs) uh totally (laughs) so this obviously made me a little bit more curious and i did a little search on the celtic version of the doberku do doverku myth (laughs) um i found a website that had a short little paragraph i'm gonna read it to you all right let's hear it it says irish folklore figure the unsleeping black and white striped king of the otters. Otters is in all caps, so that's very important. Otters. <laughs> uh, was an Irish legend, a supernatural being who hunted and killed humans. The king was difficult to kill, for he was vulnerable only to silver bullets. Like a <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not only that, but hunting him was dangerous, even fatal, for a successful hunter was likely to die within a day. Even such an extreme penalty might be worth risking to obtain the hide of the Doverku, for even the smallest piece of the hide of the king otter protected its holder from drowning. So historical times... Bits of non-kingly otter fur were sold by unscrupulous merchants to sailors who had a great need of protection from death by water. I really like how they get really fanciful in that last sentence. They do, but why after they killed it would they die within a day? I think they were meaning like if you were hunting it, like it, I don't think it means killing it, you would die. I think it just means like if you were hunting it even for a day, you would uh, end up getting oh, murdered by it. Also, how many of these King Otter fathers are there? <laughs> King Otter fathers? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Apparently enough that you want to get it tied so that yeah. Uh, you can not drown. All right. Yeah. So learn the breaststroke. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, if that helps, <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to think how does a breaststroke help? <laughs> you should not drown because if you're trying to swim and you don't know how. You could doggy paddle, you could breaststroke, you can overhand. Typically, they tell you to lay on your back. You could do that, too. (laughs) The breaststroke, sometimes you're going, like, underwater a little bit. That might be a little dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to name the fancy one. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to say the word breast. Breast. (laughs) Literally. I knew you were going to say it. (laughs) 
Uh, where am I? Oh, uh, in Oregon. Thank you. (laughs) So anyway, I go on to say that I would like a piece of that otter fur because as everybody learned on our fear day, (laughs) neither of us want to drown. Nope. (laughs) We definitely do not. Yeah. Um, so there's one more little tidbit I found interesting about Shane. Uh, he had a sound clip and he played it. What? Somebody I know. who said they had evidence they actually had evidence? Yeah. So what? he went to Omi Island for like a weekend getaway or something. And he was like, he didn't think he was going to see anything or hear anything or that he was just like i'm gonna take a little vacation and bird watch who the fuck bird watches um excuse you <laughs> moi oh yeah you pack and, and binoculars and you go and you sit and bird watch i used to bird watch at my lala's house That's used with to. binoculars and how long did your childness last I don't know. I just know I love doing it and I liked watching the woodpeckers. <laughs> I just I would get so bored within like a really? minute. Oh, dude, it's a bird. It hops around. They're freaking cute. Birds are gross. <gasps> what is it with all my friends hating birds? I love like I have an obsession with birds. I don't my husband's hate terrified birds. of them. Shani hates them. I just don't care about them i mean i do i don't want them to like die they're so majestic i'm not going out of my way to watch them (laughs) (laughs) anyway so he did go out of his way to watch them and uh he set up some little recorders to catch noises obviously he caught a lot of bird noises. I was uh, going to say. <laughs> he did catch a very, very eerie sound, though. So he played it, and I was listening to it, like, over and over and over, and I cannot figure out a way to describe it. Like, I don't know, like a soft scream or... I don't know. I it's so hard to describe. It's like high pitch. Ah. No, no. <laughs> it's just not like blood curdling scream, but it's like right. high pitched and solid. I don't know. He uh took it to a lot of animal experts, uh, especially like marine biologists, and none of them could give him a solid answer on what it was. It doesn't sound like foxes, does it? No, because foxes, foxes sound like screaming women and yeah, freaks they the seem... crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, they sound like women being brutally murdered. Yeah, remember that walk we took? Yeah, I do. <laughs> we were like, someone's dying. Yeah. Uh, nope, just a bunch of foxes wandering around town. <laughs> uh, so now to the man of the hour. My best friend, <laughs> Ronan Coglin. Ronan. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that voice for him. That does not describe him at all. 
<laughs> he's like a I don't know Ronin. 60 year old nerdy guy oh. but uh, he's hilarious so the last third of the documentary was centered on him he was talking a lot about why he so strongly believes in them <laughs> uh, but in between they would like interject with this biologist dude's thoughts which I did not get his name <laughs> so sorry biologist dude um, but he was comparing it to having a group of humans that are twice as large as a regular human which if you think about it you know that sounds really fantastical like giants and whatnot but have you ever heard how tall the tallest person ever is no i have (laughs) (laughs) the way you said that like magical (laughs) i have uh his name is robert wadlow uh he is twice the size of my grandma he's eight foot eleven holy mother of god he was he he is he passed yeah um so now a river otter can get between three and four feet long so who's to say there isn't a family of robert wadlow sized otters (laughs) that just grew (laughs) to be very aggressive hiding out in northwest ireland I mean, honestly, could be. Yeah. I mean, not every animal is the same exact size all the time. But what about the whistling in their mates when they're dying? I don't know. Does that happen all the time with regular otters? I have no idea. Actually, (laughs) I did do a little bit of Googling of otters, which wouldn't be the first time I've done that. Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) I was mostly looking to see if otters actually like have one mate. They don't. Mm -hmm. I didn't think so because they're also a bunch of rapists. Yeah, they are. Yeah, (laughs) they can. They're not very nice. The dudes can end up drowning their women while Mm -hmm. trying to and boink them. I think I heard that they'll take. No, or maybe I'm thinking of a different animal, but I thought they'd take some other animal that's not an otter and I can't remember what it is and rape them and just for fun. I mean, that's possible. Dolphins do it to humans. I know, but no, I knew this This is otter related, yeah. but uh, yeah, <laughs> they're not very nice. <laughs> I was holding my yawn inside. <laughs> yeah, that was real good. <laughs> totally <laughs> held in there uh they're really freaking cute but yeah they're maybe that's why the kushtaka are like give them human characteristics because they're fucked up maybe <laughs> um so back to ronin uh he takes his first trip to omi island and you can drive there but only during low tides. So like if you're on the island and it's high tide, you're stuck. Uh, So he's waiting for a low tide. He's just hanging out at the beach saying a lot of 
fabulous things. And (laughs) (laughs) when it finally goes down, he drives over to the island. He starts exploring. He finds a lot of cow poop. (laughs) He's looking for droppings. Fascinating. Uh, But he finds a lot of cow poop. Um, He finds the perfect spot to sit in his van all night and watch the lake. (laughs) And he does. He sits there all night. Um, The entire time he's just saying some of the funniest things ever. But like in such a matter of fact way, it's just... I don't know. Well, something about him cracks me up. He's adorable, it sounds yeah. like. And obviously very persistent. And he just says some of the weirdest stuff. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't end up finding anything. Um, but he does say this. <laughs> I'm going to quote him again. Shock. Uh, he says... Well, I'm afraid we were unlucky this time. Oh, yeah. Picture this in an Irish accent. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I was. Okay. Uh, well, I'm afraid we were unlucky this time. The water was unbroken all night. No head of the Doverku raised itself above. But there is always another day. One can always return. And in the meantime, the waters of the lake glide silently and slowly covering whatever secrets lie beneath damn ronan you a poet <laughs> yeah wait until my last quote from him <laughs> and i just picture that an amazing irish accent that i oh. love so very much it was a very good irish accent uh speaking of at the end of this paragraph actually i say Plus, Irish accents are absolutely the best. <laughs> yes, they really, really, really are. Um, that is in response to me telling people they should go watch it because it's very entertaining. The end <laughs> of the documentary is uh, Ronan sitting with the no-named biologist dude at Sweeney's going over uh, like why it can and why it can't be real and it's kind of like having a conversation with a child about why the boogeyman probably isn't under their bed <laughs> but it's no, so adorable. <laughs> um yeah so that's the dover coup it really is a pretty awesome sounding animal yeah uh but this is my final Ronin quote for you (laughs) and it it sums up you know how I feel about it too so (laughs) he says it is certainly a plausible kind of animal not it's not a three-headed monster that breathes fire from one end and fumes from the other well it may breathe fumes from the other but I don't really know Okay, not as poem, not as poetic that time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh my god! This... Oh my god! Aren't you happy I did something way more lighthearted than Pinky Pink? Oh my god! I was scared. I was scared. No, this uh, one's great. 
I mean, the other one was great too. It's just really, really sad. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about the Dover Goo? I stand with Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it. You could be right that there is a random giganto pod of otter somewhere. <laughs> they've evolved over time to be man-eating assholes yeah that's the thing though i could see them definitely attacking somebody i mean most animals will if they feel threatened but eating them and then calling their spouse to get in on it like they're not monogamous you know true true who knows maybe (laughs) oh i can't wait to show you pictures of it (laughs) <laughs> i want to see a picture of ronin okay i can do that i think my heart is is calling for ronin <laughs> i need to put a face to the name oh, he's very adorable a little older man <laughs> and it's so true i've never wanted anybody to have their mm-hmm. you know cryptid or whatever more than i want ronan to have it you should have seen him on the island <laughs> like he was just acting like a little kid that was about to go trick-or-treating oh <laughs> it was so cute it was really good uh i read a couple of the comments and it seemed like people really liked him they didn't care yeah, about the story course. it was just him <laughs> i mean yeah i could see why Oh, also on the note of um, Irish accents, Ewan McGregor and Robert Sheehan could talk to me all day. <laughs> uh, I know that. Yes, I agree with Robert Sheehan. Uh, wait, Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor, yeah. He's, He's Irish. Irish? Heck yeah, he is. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was British. No. I don't know why. He has the essence of being British. Like yeah, a proper I Brit. Think- yeah yeah i think that must be it nope he's irish i don't know just some irish voice mm. nice accents mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a red-headed one you know how like on your phone's gps thing i don't know actually you have siri siri might be boring but uh you can select different accents yes you can for siri too why don't they have irish because they just don't want women to just be staring at their phones all the time. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> they have Australian. That's pretty fun. And, you know, British. Yeah. But I want an Irish accent. Or mm-hmm. I want Snoop Dogg to direct me. I still think that oh, would be Snoop hilarious. Dogg. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be so great. <laughs> you stank, ho. <laughs> Izzle. Is all <laughs> we're pulling up on your spot is all <laughs> <laughs> my favorite uh me and katie like we watched this roast and i cannot remember who the roast was of but it was on comedy central mm-hmm. and um i just remember so do you know who lisa lampanelli is mm-hmm. okay so lisa lampanelli was one of the people and Snoop Dogg was on there and he was we used to have it memorized but it's been so long since I've watched it (laughs) but I just remember him saying you stink ho (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, way off track here, but oh yes, uh, one Fourth of July, actually the last Fourth of July, uh, I couldn't go to sleep until the fireworks were all done. So I watched a whole bunch of roasts on YouTube, and Ann Coulter, right? She mm. was on a lot of them, and they're so brutal to her. Ann like, Coulter, yeah. They, That's it was like weird. A, some newer ones, but like they were going hard on her. Good. And she just like sits there with this really uncomfortable smile on her face. <laughs> I'm like, bro, why, why did you do you that? Even? Yeah. Like, why <laughs> would you even? Uh, anyway, I think that about does it. So, uh, what? does everyone else think is it real <laughs> is it a seven it is for variation um have you got any experiences because that'd be really cool if you've been to ireland and can tell us about it and yeah also do you have any other stories that you'd like us to know do you have a ghost story or like did you see bigfoot <laughs> wait you did did you see bigfoot before you knew about bigfoot or after you knew about bigfoot because mm. that that will make or break if we believe you or not i think as americans we're born knowing about bigfoot <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> so anywho <laughs> please let um, us know these things if you would like to be so kind and drop your uh, listener submissions, you can do that at uh, thisislegendpod at gmail.com or you can do it on our website at thisislegendpod.com. You can also listen to us there and you can follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at thisislegendpod. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye. Outsies. <laughs>